You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Yeah, you know, I, I I was formulating that tweet. I was originally thinking, like, should I just like show a list of the three-point you know, shooting numbers for all the Bucks big men? And I was like, oh, then I'm gonna have to show Bender at like 50% on two of four. <laughs> um, so I was I I think I said rotation, yeah, big yeah. big man rotation or something. You covered yourself. Um, yeah, I covered myself there. But uh, but yeah, it was really nice to see Bender kind of get out there. Uh, you know, again, Bucks have him on a, a two-year non-guaranteed deal, mostly non-guaranteed deal. Um, so, you know, again, he's, he's obviously also very young, so it's not just about the season. It's not like he, he's going to, you know, disappear, um, next summer and, and, and go someplace else necessarily if he survives the season, isn't traded or, or, you know, used to create uh, an open spot to sign somebody else. Um, you know, you do have the option of, of bringing him back next year, which I think would, would be very nice. You know, I think just as just a developmental prospect, obviously with both Brooke and, and Robin around as, as long as they're healthy, um, you know, obviously not a lot of room for, for Dragon to, to get minutes, but I think, um, I think, you know, again, what we saw from him, um, you know, his passing, I think he had one great pass on a cut. Um, it was, was it Connaughton, I think, uh, in the fourth quarter and, uh, you know, just his really quick release. I mean, he banged in a couple threes and just, he just looks really confident doing it. You know, he, pro- he probably looks better shooting a three than, than either Lopez brother, yeah. you know, just from an aesthetic perspective. Um, and I think again, the, the big question with him, I don't think there's, I, I don't really have any question that, that he can fit in offensively uh, on this team. I think he checks all the boxes for what you'd want from, uh, you know, a big guy offensively, just in terms of being able to stretch the floor. Um, you know, he can spread a screen. He's got soft hands. He can, you know, finish quickly uh, around the basket. And, and he's, I'd say, a better passer than I, either Lopez brother. But, um, you know, obviously the big question is, can he defend at a level that, you know, Bud and and a guy like Bud, <laughs> you know, an NBA coach is going to feel comfortable throwing him in there. And, um, you know, he racked up a bunch of fouls in the fourth quarter of this game as well. But, I think in fairness to him too, I don't think he gets a very good whistle. Like in the relief, <laughs> yeah, a couple of these fouls yeah. were like, he was like, looked like he was totally vertical, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, like bailout fouls for, for the other team. So again, I mean, not saying he's like, you know, um, Bill Russell and he's just getting screwed over or something, but he's getting a Giannis um, whistle. <laughs> yeah. But I think he, um, I think there, there again, there's raw materials there. I think defensively, um, I think that's obviously the part of the game where, um, you know, hopefully he he can build up his skill set, and I guess that's the that's the ultimate question. You know, is is there an opportunity for him to play, and and if he does get a chance to play, you know, because of maybe some injuries here in the next year or two, um, you know, is he able to make the most of it by by not just being an offensive guy, not just a one way guy? Um, so so in that respect, he really is the 
the the heir apparent to uh, to to Christian Wood, I guess, because you know, again, a guy who has a lot of offensive skill, different than Christian Wood, but a guy who has a lot of offensive skill, and, and really the question is, can he defend and and be you know enough of a factor on that end as a big man that uh, that you feel comfortable playing him real minutes, you know, actually potentially using him as a rotation guy long way from being a rotation guy for the bucks but you know all you can ask of these guys is that they make the most of their chances and he's playing really well in the g league and he just played really well in you know his first real chance in the nba so shout out to dragon i think he got the uh the post game on court uh interview which is pretty cool so um yeah glad glad we finally got some dragon bender chat that uh wasn't completely uh completely random and useless yeah. Well, maybe it was maybe it was useless, <laughs> but at least it was based on him actually playing in an NBA game. I'm intrigued, man, because I I know we we spoke about him, uh, you know, prior uh, to the season and and whether or not we thought he was going to be on the roster, and you know, I'm still not convinced, but that he'll be here, you know, come playoff time, depending on what the Bucks want to do, just because uh, the Bucks are, have got their, their goals on, on one thing, and that, that's winning the championship. And when you look at uh, the contract that you, that you mentioned, it's just an easy one to move. And I think he's an intriguing prospect. And I'm like, I find myself going, okay, this guy was a really high draft pick a couple of years ago. He was at the Suns. Like, maybe this guy's a real player. I don't know. And, and certainly defensively, um, it, it, the question marks that's what you want to know like that's where, where you know he, he can either he could actually fit in and be a player on this team or, or not but uh, realistically yeah I mean when you when you look at it I mean it's going to be just almost impossible for him to, to you know barring uh, an injury which we hope doesn't happen it's just tough to see him being able to play and he's going to spend a lot of time with the herd but uh, to his credit, everyone that, that I speak to and everyone, everything that you read about Bender, he goes back and he plays with the herd and he's, uh, you know, an excellent voice in the locker room. He's a real leader down there. Uh, his spirits are high. He's not down on the fact that, yeah, he was a top draft pick and now he's playing in the G League. Like he seems to be taking that in his stride. And I, I think that that's uh, a full credit to him because, you know, it, it would be a tough situation to, to, to go from where he's been and now, um, you know, be be playing in the G League and being get, getting sent back and then brought brought up. But yeah, he took his opportunity last night, and it, it was fun to see. But one other thing I wanted to mention here was I don't think we spoke about this. I know I spoke with with Justin on the on the podcast about this, but the Cream City jerseys. What uh, we've seen them? They uh, were were they had them on the first time against Charlotte. I thought they looked pretty clean. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I thought they looked good. Um, you know, I it, it's funny when the the color scheme was first announced, and then we started thinking about, uh, you know, like years ago, and then when we heard uh, they were going to come out with alternate jerseys, and you know, start thinking about what that might look like. Uh, obviously, you, you look at their colors and say, okay, well, we we knew they were going to do a black one, and then are they going to do, you know, uh, a blue one? We still haven't seen a blue one. Um, and then the cream obviously was was the 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 other one that now we've seen a couple couple of variants of. I'm not. I'm not sure that I like it more than last year's cream jerseys, um, which okay. it feels like this year's black jerseys are like aesthetically sort of like a similar um, geometric sort of um, concept as, as the cream ones last year. I, I haven't done a side by side, but, um, but it feels like this year's black ones, the kind of fear of the deer ones are, are kind of similar in sort of like the design to, to what the cream ones were last year, which I thought were, were pretty clean. Um, I think this year they look more like, um, so yeah, that's what I was going to say originally. 
Um, are you familiar with um, Notre Dame, uh, the college team, their basketball team? They have some like quote unquote gold jerseys with like green yeah. cursive font, which I think look pretty cool. And again, maybe partly because it's Notre Dame and obviously gold is just like their, their iconic color with the helmets and football. Um, but I thought those look kind of cool. Uh, and so I kind of wonder, like, hey, could you do something kind of like that? You know, gold slash cream being on a jersey, like pretty similar. Um, could you have like a cursive type type thing with with Milwaukee or something like that? Um, so I think I think it looks pretty cool. I like the font. Um, you know, I mean, we can debate whether Cream City is a you know manufactured nickname for the city that really isn't um, something anybody ever used. I think it's. I think I think both sides of this argument are true. Because, uh, and I tweeted some a while ago, so I think it was on Milwaukee, did a story about the history of Cream City bricks. You know, that, hey, there is actually a historical background that, you know, there were bricks made in the, in the city of Milwaukee that were this cream, distinctive cream color. And so it's not like completely like manufactured. This this is actually a term <laughs> that, that that comes from the city's history. But I will agree that at no point while I was growing up in Wisconsin was cream city ever a thing like brew city like brew city i think was yeah. was a thing um but uh cream city okay yeah maybe it's a little contrived um maybe it kind of is open for for wisecracks especially from people uh who aren't you know from milwaukee who aren't maybe defensive of, of the bucks but um i thought they looked pretty cool um i don't know again i'm 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 like a wash dad so i'm not like wearing tank top nba jerseys um, but in the grand scheme of, uh, you know, of looks, I thought they were cool enough and, you know, I thought the player looked, looked, looked pretty good in them. So I have, uh, I have no real complaints. I, I don't know. I feel like people, I generally just, just, I tend to just appreciate like variants in jerseys. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised how, how much I see random stuff on Twitter about like people like not liking teams having you know, a New Jersey or two every year, um, or two or three every year in the NBA's case. Um, but I, I think it's kind of a no brainer. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm a European soccer fan, so I mean, I'm used to everybody, every team just comes out with like at least two New Jersey's every year. And that's just like part of the novelty is like, if you're like a fan of the team, you just buy the New Jersey every year and it's just like what people do. Um, but I guess in basketball and American sports, there's like more of this sort of like, Oh, tradition like stick with what you know oh, this is our jersey like don't change it especially because i think the bucks regular jerseys are pretty pretty great yeah i mean i i think for the most part the bucks continue to to do a good job of of bringing out uh these different jerseys i, I there hasn't been one that i absolutely hate i'll say that since since the rebrand uh, i and i'm not yeah I, i'm not someone probably similar to you like i don't get you know, sort of outraged about uh, different jerseys and that sort of stuff. But it was interesting that you, you mentioned the blue jersey and I, I think that it's going to come. And I, I saw, I think Eric tweeted something about uh, they, they should have had a blue jersey or, or something like that. And Dustin Godsey, who I know you mentioned to me last week uh, before or after we were recording that maybe uh, we were going to try and get Dustin on uh, the podcast. And then that would be something we would ask him because I seen that he responded to Eric and said uh, something, it might have been just like the uh, the timer emoji or something like that, which sort of is some sort of hint that perhaps there is a blue jersey coming, but uh, we might be able to hit him up about that. I know, and I know everyone always wants to know about the, the purple. Like anytime any jersey comes out, if you read the, like the Bucks social media and the comments, it's just 90% people saying, why isn't this purple? <laughs> which is... I- 
Well, how do you feel about that? I mean, you, you've been a Bucks fan since, you know, the Ray Allen days. So, I mean, it's not like you just showed up like five years ago and became a Bucks fan after they rebranded. Like, how do you feel about sort of these like 90s jerseys, jerseys and especially bringing something back as like an alternate? Yeah, I don't really, I mean, I don't really care about the, the purple in general. Like, I, I don't miss the colors. Like, I, I don't, you know, I'm not over here desperate for a purple jersey. But I will say, uh, when the Bucks do that, uh, the the 90s night that they have each year, they do such a great job of like with the social media, the in in game uh, entertainment, the stuff on the on the scoreboard. Like it's just they do a really really good job, and I, I do feel like it would just be really fun. I don't know if I need to see it like you know 10, 15 times a season uh, than wearing a purple jersey, but uh, uh, whether it was once a season or whatever it may be, but if they brought back like a purple uh, court, like a uh, you know the, the that color scheme uh, with the floor, and then uh, wear a purple jersey. I would be I would be all in on that. Yeah, I mean, I, as a kid, I remember when they they went to the the, the uh, purple jerseys, um, being really excited and thinking they were a big improvement. Um, I do not need purple jerseys back in my life, really <laughs> at all. Like I'm I'm over purple jerseys. I. I think the the deerhead jersey, you know, like the green, the the those yep. alternates they had, and I think it was ninety six, ninety seven, which we saw come back. I don't know how many years ago that was. That must have been like six, seven years ago, um, briefly for make a cameo as an alternate jersey. I I guess if you're going to pick any jersey from that era, it would be be that one. But I really don't have much affinity for those jerseys, which. I don't feel bad about it at all because, hey, I was a kid during that time. Like, that's my formative Bucks era kind of fandom. And so I feel like if I like if I look back on that time and be like, no, that stuff was – no, I'm over it. I feel like I, I, have, I have some legitimacy to say, to say yeah. that because I remember them at the time and I remember getting sick of them. And I remember being like, all right, let's never go back to, to those. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over – I'm kind of over purple, um, but I do. I will say this: maybe my favorite throwback jersey was um, during. I remember during the Brandon Jennings, and I believe this was Bowen Bogut was still around as well. Um, they had, I think it was like white, like seventy seventy one. I think that was it was like the championship year white home jersey like throwbacks, which are just like super clean um, and just really simple, but look, I think great. Um, so I don't know, maybe those, they, I, I don't know how much they're really going to even use like throwback type stuff, period. Um, just because I think what we've been seeing is, is that they're, you know, more or less just wearing kind of new, new style jerseys that Nike's developing. Um, but I guess this year, this is it. There, there actually isn't another, another jersey coming out. There's not going to be like a special like Christmas, um, type jersey like we saw last year, which I, I like those last year. Although I will say this too. Even the Mecca Court ones, which I thought were kind of like an interesting thing, like design. Like I think they were very clever, but like I just like <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this really like hangs together as like a jersey. Um, a year later, I actually don't mind those. Um, I actually kind of was thinking about the. I was like, yeah, I thought those were actually kind of interesting. I think they've aged just fine. Um, which again, I know is is that might be the most probably the most polarizing one we've seen but um for the most part yeah you know i think Giannis and professional athletes generally make them look pretty cool so um so that's 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 definitely something 
Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a pretty big factor here. I mean, you put like something on Giannis and he's dunking on everyone, and you're like, ah, yeah, that's pretty cool. You like, could be wearing a you could be wearing like yeah. a trash bag, you know, like a Missy Elliott um, music video trash bag, and he'd still look look pretty badass um, just because he's Giannis. But I will say uh, one thing that has always stuck with me, and and um, it was from a, a couple of years ago. I guess it was the the other, or maybe I don't think it was last year. It was the other cream jerseys anyway and uh, i think it was eric that said oh it might have been you like it was either one of you two obviously and and you said okay yeah but uh how is this going to look on dally and like that's uh has always like stuck with me when i when i see a new jersey now i'm like okay i'm like yeah this looks pretty cool but and it probably looks cool on Giannis. but how would it look on dally i always i always think about that and and you know (laughs) You know, like, the cream, the cream is tough. Yeah. I think that was me that that worried about yeah. the cream jersey on <laughs> on a white guy. Um, I don't know who is the who is the like token like pasty white guy on this team now because you've got multiple white guys to choose from. But I mean, uh, I don't know, Kyle, Pat, Kyle. I mean, you got Pat, Kyle, Dante, Dragon. I mean, I think I feel like you've got a number of pasty white dudes you can choose from. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's Pat. Um, this might be a question. Uh, <laughs> this might be a question. This would be a good locker room question, uh, Kane. If you can, if you can get back to the locker room, um, you are you're going to be in Wisconsin, correct? You you announced it today. You're going to be in Wisconsin at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I booked it, and I, I, just because this name came into my head, before I get to that, I just want to mention Yuri Welsh because uh, he, <laughs> when I when I when I think about white guys, like he is the whitest guy I've ever seen in my life, and, and I made a joke. Oh, we forgot about Ursan. <laughs> No, I, I said Ursan. Oh, you said Ursan. Okay, because yeah, yeah, Ursan yeah. literally is like has the complexion of a ghost. So I feel like Ursan maybe. maybe. No, no, I made a joke with Yuri Welsh back when he was playing with the Bucks uh, that uh, he was actually the first player to ever wear uh, sleeved jerseys. He was wearing a long sleeve jersey uh, every time he played for the Bucks. He was that white. But uh, yeah, I booked I booked a flight this morning, so I'm, I'm coming back on December 29th. I will be back. So I, I think that works out that the first game that I will cover will be the, the Bulls on New Year's Eve. Uh, I think that game, if I've got my days right, maybe I've, I've, I've messed it up. But I think it's New Year's Eve against in Chicago. So that will be the first game I cover. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be back for the rest of the season. So um, similar deal to last year. It's going to be, uh, you know, mostly my pocket there and, and I'm trying to scrap together a few things and obviously this podcast is, is a help with that as well but um, yeah it's gonna be fun I'm excited I, I was trying to hold off as long as I could to, to save some some extra money and and before I get back because we know you know this this team's gonna be uh, playing for a long time in deep into the playoffs we, we certainly hope anyway so uh, and those playoff tickets uh, the, the the plane flights and all that sort of stuff are not cheap so uh, that's my goal to be there in the playoffs but yeah i'll do all the home games and i'm not sure how much traveling i'll do um just again for for, for money reasons i don't think i'll do a, a lot of road games but uh it's gonna be good to be back it'll be good for this podcast as well i won't just be trying to uh hypothesize all my my theories from from australia uh i mean i've been faking it for you know over a decade so i mean uh you know it is what it is i i, I can't complain <laughs> Fair. All right. No, that, that, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's uh maybe it's better to have that as an excuse. So now once I once I get over there, there's there's no excuse. I don't know. All right. Next up, Monday night, right? Knicks. They're a rabble. Uh, we look forward to that. 
uh, the Bucks will be looking to go 12 wins in a row, which, uh, as you mentioned earlier, but now that the, the, the Lakers lost, uh, the Bucks do have um, the longest winning streak, uh, 11 games in the season. They're 17-3, and three, and they start a new month. They were 15 wins in November. I'm pretty sure that is going to be tough to match, but it's going to be a fun month. This is, this is where there's some really fun matchups. We spoke about the Lakers, uh, the, uh, the Mavs, are in town, obviously the Clippers this Friday and then the Christmas game against Philly. So things start to get a little uh, interesting here over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've been paranoid about the Bucks just catching a banana peel against one of these lesser teams and just, you know, like one of these these uh, bad shooting for the Bucks paired with some, uh, you know, uncharacteristic hot shooting for the other team. I mean, the Knicks did that a year ago uh, yeah. in that game in MSG where they beat the Bucks. Um, so I'm, I go into every game somewhat paranoid, even though I don't actually expect the Bucks to lose to the Knicks. I'm always just kind of like waiting for that lightning to strike. Hopefully um, it would be obviously nice if they can, kind of keep taking care of business though um i, I think I, I saw some stuff i forget what the stat exactly was but the best teams in the east have just like an outrageous i think maybe it was just, maybe it was all the best teams in the league like the lakers bucks are like they have just destroyed bad teams all season long so i mean as much as we kind of talk about like oh you know it's uh, you know every night can be uh, crazy things can happen because of three-point shooting uh, so far, good teams have stopped bad teams. <laughs> there have not been many upsets. So um, hopefully that, that form will continue on Monday night. Yeah, well, I mean, we certainly hope so. I know that's something we have spoke about, that, uh, you know, one of these days, the Bucks are going to lose a game that you think they should win. I mean, that's just what happens. Yeah. We saw that last year. We saw that uh, with, with Phoenix twice. <laughs> so uh, they're, they are going to have one of those nights eventually. But for the moment, they, they just keep rolling. But uh we will be back after that game against the Knicks, Frank, and uh, look forward to hopefully another uh, double-double streak for Giannis uh, tipping off uh, against the Knicks. But we will leave it there for Frank Madden and myself, Kane Pittman. We'll speak to you tomorrow. And remember, the Patriots suck. <laughs> <laughs>